Lost World Minutes, the Minute by Minute podcast reviewing 997 sequel Jurassic Park one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And today we're here to finish the week with Minute 80 of the Lost World. Dave, continuing on from the uh, Funko reveals we had this week and last week, um, Mattel have finally showed off the first in their Jurassic line coming up. Yeah. Yeah, from Power Wheels. Mm-hmm. So it's Fisher-Price, Power Wheels, Jurassic Park Jeep, which... You've seen a lot of custom or fans doing their own custom versions, um, mm-hmm. which I've even seen. I've even seen the basic uh, pedal car uh, transformed into a Jurassic car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're like the egg, even sort of the egg Flintstone style, where you just got the feet down the bottom and they're on sort of shopping trolley wheels. Um, yeah, I've seen a couple of them into the sort of explorers as well, which. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic sort of fans just doing stuff like this. Um, uh-huh. And I've been, I've got a couple of saved searches on eBay for um, for electric Jeeps in this style just to uh, customise. Because I was going to just get and cut a hole in the floor and put some straps over and wear it like a <laughs> like suspenders and just walk around <laughs> a convention <laughs> inside the Jeep. But um, with just like your top half looking like Grant. Um, yeah. But um, no, now we've got an official one. Um, I think they estimate retail for this is three ninety nine US. Um, mm-hmm. It's got work, working lights, sounds, and a top speed of five miles per hour, which the kids are going to love. Maybe not for the maybe not the or maybe the T-Rex will finally be able to catch up. Yeah, yep. Going <laughs> thirty five miles an hour. <laughs> and it's it's Jeep eighteen, of course, which we see at the start of the film. That's carrying Grant and Malcolm. Uh, when we see the Brachiosaur. But uh, one interesting thing here too, which it sort of mirrors the um, Jeep 10, which uh, Muldoon and Ellie are escaping the Trenosaur and it's got the uh, objects close and they appear mirrors with a little T-Rex head, which isn't the T-Rex approaching and roaring. It's the uh, it's the production art or production photo for the T-Rex at the T-Rex escape where it's sort of sitting there in the rain. Just looking at the photo here. And it's mirrored. It's mirrored on each side of the uh, each side of the jeep too. So you got it looking away from the car on one side and away from the car on the other side as well. So, but this is this is great. Um, we sort of wondered what Mattel were going to do if they were going to even look at Jurassic Park. If there was going to be a um, a vintage line or anything like this, and just coming out with their first item being a straight up Jurassic Park item, um, mm-hmm. I think this is going to get a lot of fans excited. Oh, it definitely got me excited. I always wanted a Jurassic Jeep. Yeah. I don't think my parents exactly imagined this kind of Jurassic Jeep for me, but <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper than a real one. Well, there's the other thing, too. Yep. It takes up more space than the real one. Like, I'd still love a nice little 116 or 132 diecast Jeep or series of Jeeps mm. that I can put on the wall, like the, uh, the oh, I don't even know what it's called now, the Mercedes... 6x6 we got for Fallen King uh, for Jurassic World yeah um, the G-Wagon and even the G-Wagon as well like we got a couple of stuff like that but just do it for the whole line god damn it give me some 132 <laughs> Explorers Mercedes <laughs> and I want some M-Class Mercedes and a RV <laughs> please someone license that off Universal you'll sell heaps but yeah this is great news so we uh we should start getting a lot more releases from Mattel soon um Mm-hmm. There has been some leaked photos out there, but we're not going to talk about them until we get official news. Yeah. My God, they are well organized. 
Those are some major league toys. All right, so minute eighty. I think when we've done our predictions, we're looking at probably 104 episodes in the uh, in this podcast run for the Lost World, and we're just about 10 weeks away from the end. So we're on the oh. final <laughs> on the final oh, stretch. <laughs> um, it's a shame too, because I was hoping that would sort of get to get us to Fallen Kingdom, so we yeah. could sort of review it at the end. But um, we'll see what happens yeah, when we get there. A, we could, yeah, we could always do a uh, special edition. Yeah. Return. Yep. Yep, exactly. So, if that's uh, if that's all the news we got for this week, Dave, ready again to minute eighty. Yeah. All right. As we enter minute seventy nine of the Lost World, the deep pounding of the Tyrannosaurus drawing closer could be heard inside the tent and outside in the stream bed. And as we enter the minute, the Tyrannosaurus had arrived at Sarah's tent and was poking its nose through the open door. As we open on minute eighty. The Tyrannosaur pushes its head completely into the tent and sniffs Sarah's jacket. At 79 minutes and 15 seconds, it lowers its head down and smells the sleeping bags on the tent floor, Sarah and Kelly inside them. At 79 minutes and 20 seconds, Kelly wakes and says, Hey, what is that? Before looking behind her and seeing the Rex's head, and she lets out a scream. But Sarah tells her to shush and puts her hand over her mouth. At 79 minutes and 30 seconds, the Tyrannosaur raises its head again away from the sleeping bags and back up to Sarah's jacket, where it sniffs the jacket again. At 79 minutes and 42 seconds, we cut back out to the stream bed, where Ian's watching the Tyrannosaur tensely, mouthing his daughter's name. At 49 minutes and 46 seconds, the weary Carter slowly wakes up and rubs his face, and then he sees the Tyrannosaur and begins to scream. At 79 minutes and 55 seconds, hunters rapidly get to their feet and begin running in every direction. Ian attempts Spanish, but then just yells, Don't move, don't move, don't run. But it's too late. And as the minute ends, the Tyrannosaur begins to lift his head, with the tent still over it. As we've seen in the last minute, the Tyrannosaur is on the scene. Can't really tell which one it is at this point in time, because um, that side of the face where the... Uh, Scars would be on the males, sort of in complete darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it sort of hasn't really got much of a neck on it, I'm going to say it's a female, but we'll probably find out later when we get to Where? the outside shots. Oh, uh, this one is it's the male. Oh, okay. You can okay. Uh, tell because the stripe snout is different on the female. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> um, it sort of pushes its head in the tent and lifts up and sniffs the jacket. Um, and then looks straight down at Sarah with that uh, that eye, which is just great. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then Sarah sort of starts to vocalise here out of fear, which I can't... I wasn't even going to try and describe what she's doing here. Um, <laughs> it's obviously showing that she's scared. She's got this big predator coming in the tent with her. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then Kelly just looks up like, what is that? Yeah. That'd be me. <laughs> That'd be me. What is that? Oh my god, it's a T-Rex! <laughs> well, that's, they're both making a lot of noise here, and the Tyrannosaur is sort of ignoring it, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because she sort of yeah, wakes up, what is that, and then starts sort of, oh, not screaming, but sort of like, ah, ahhing as well. And um, um, and Sarah, all Sarah oh, can do is just put her hand on her mouth, <laughs> put it, yeah. do it a shush. <laughs> But we get this the great the animatronic head just sort of moving in, um, going between mm-hmm. them, sniffing them, sniffing the jacket as well. 
And then we cut back out to the creek bed where Ian's standing there just sort of mouthing Kelly. Again, looking at nothing but in film, looking at the Trenosaur sitting there with its head <laughs> inside the tent. And then <laughs> and then we cut to Carter where he was sleeping. And he uh, sort of sits up and starts to wipe his face and uh, takes a moment, but he sees the Rex and starts to cry out <laughs> in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And chaos ensues. The whole camp sort of wakes up with this, as he, more so from him screaming than the uh, Trenosaur, because as we see him sort of wake, you can hear the Trenosaur growling um, mm-hmm. and uh, doing what it's doing at the tent. But um, we see a lot of the sort of hunters wake up alerted and get to their feet, and Nick sort of wakes up and starts crab walking. I said crab walking, but shuffling backwards um, off his sleeping bag. And... Carter just sits there and continues to scream in terror. Yep. <laughs> um, and then we got I, Ian. I don't know exactly what he's saying, but I think like a couple of things, like he calls it a Diablos, which means it's the devil or something like that. Yeah, yep. yeah. But poor Ian's standing there attempting in Spanish to tell him to stop moving, don't move, and then just sort of reverts to English. Don't move, don't run. But um, yeah, it's an uphill battle. Yeah. you got that Trenosaur standing there in the middle of camp. How, mm-hmm. how uh, Ghost Rex <laughs> managed to get to the middle yeah. of camp. Humans are very... Humans are hurting animals, so... We'll do whatever the next human next to us is doing. Well, and we... If everybody else is running, you're going to run too. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> see that in the next couple of minutes where they sort of run away into the ravine, but... Um, yeah, it's interesting too because you're seeing they're running everywhere. Half of them have got guns on their shoulders. <laughs> no mm-hmm. one stops to try and help or save the day or anything. They just nut. Yeah, maybe they. Maybe they know their their little rifles have got no or very little effect on a tyrannosaur. But yeah, um, shooting you, shooting a human without pee. Yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> All you're gonna do is make it uh, sort of look at you. <laughs> yeah. But um, as the minute ends, we sort of get to one shot of the uh, Trenosaur standing there in front of Ian with its head down in the tent. Um, mm-hmm. And just the hunters again running in every de- direction around him. And it's just, it's a great shot. It is. And you get to see in this, in this shot that great buffalo curvature of the spine on the T-Rex. Mm. You don't really get that much on the um, other T-Rex that we see. But you, get it, you see it on the male, and I... I personally like to attribute it to the um, to them trying to emphasize the malnutrition that the Rex is experiencing due to trying to feed its infant. That mm. and that was a plot, that was not a plot point, but that was mentioned in the Lost World novel. Yeah, yeah, because that's yeah, and that's that's something that's in nature. Is the parents offers normally sort of they're hunting to feed the, the infants. Um, mm-hmm. Normally, there'd be more than one one infant like in the novel like there's three three eggs plus the infant in that so there would have been four babies if they all hatched and survived mm-hmm. um, yeah which probably they, most of them probably wouldn't mm. but it's still I think it's interesting I like that um, they have the people running around and then they have a flashlight flash across the T-Rex yeah you know? yep. even though it's the CGI T-Rex is not really there they still included that and I thought it was great 
Yeah, so that's where the uh, the minute ends. Next minute, we start the running and the screaming part. <laughs> mm-hmm. We were all ooh ah at the beginning. Yeah, yep. And I do like that, though. I mean, that is something that they did with The Lost World is that at the beginning, you're looking at the redwoods, and it's all beautiful. There's no fog. There's no... It's all sunshiny, and it's nice. It looks like something you'd want to visit. And then it turns dark. <laughs> then you get the fog in the forest and the, these gnarly kind of stripped trees and this muddy uh, puddles with uh, Spanish moss-covered sticks uh, sticking out of them. Mm. Yeah, and again, just <laughs> just a fantastic set that they've built on the soundstage here, but... I also love here too, like we've all the hunters, all the survivors are sort of sleeping in this stream bed. On, um, mm-hmm. well, they got sleeping bags, but you'd have to some sort of blow up mattress or something that they're sleeping on, <laughs> so they're not sleeping on the rocks. Um, yeah. But then later, when Roland sort of comes in with the tranquilizer to shoot one of the tyrannosaurs, there's only one sleeping bag in the creek bed. <laughs> there's there's no sign that anyone was sleeping there at all. <laughs> I don't, think they, I don't think they all had sleeping bags. I think only a few of them did. Because you look at Carter here, and he looks like he's just kind of sleeping on the rocks. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's, that's the thing. It looks like he just found the, sap, the softest patch of rock he could find and just laid there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I remember he was up all night uh, with Roland, and so I'm sure he's tired as hell. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's one interesting thing, and this this will pad the minute out a little bit more. Um I caught up with the strip, uh, the strip, the script last night, um, and the, the pre-San Diego script, and uh, it's quite interesting because when um, when the group discover that Dita's missing, um, Roland straight out says, "Well, he's dead," and Sarah's sort of like, "Well, we've got to go look for him," and he's like, "Well, you can if you want. We're heading this way, and you can catch up after you've found him." But he's he's pretty much ridden him off at this point to yeah. say that um, he's not coming if he's hasn't he hasn't shot a shot his rifle he hasn't called out he hasn't done anything to try and signal him then he's dead um, mm-hmm. which was pretty cold but um it's they don't true. yeah yeah but Roland is very much more of a realist in the um script hmm. yeah but you then know, we... he's he's got this focused determination he realizes that anything anybody who's straight from the group is dead meat and his main goal is to get everybody who's still left out there alive. Mm. Yeah. But then it's sort of interesting, too, when we cut to the um, the nighttime shot in camp. Um, he's sort of... RJ, and they both feel the Trenosaur approaching. They do the whole um, look at the... Well, they're standing on a ridge looking out over mm-hmm. the island. And then he looks at the map and sort of says the whole thing about the visit, the operations building being down in there. Um, mm-hmm. None of the scouting heads in that script, of course, because they didn't go looking for Dita, but sort of Ian's, there's got to be a game trail or something going down the cliffs to get down in there. And they're sort of talking back and forth about that a little bit when um, they feel the vibration, the footsteps, and sort of RJ's looking off and he sort of asks RJ, what is it? And they both feel it. Um, but then it cuts, then it sort of, they look across camp and can see the pillar of smoke sort of coming up through the trees on the mm-hmm. other side of camp, and that's when they run over and see uh, Burke cooking his, or trying to cook his egg, and 
And interesting too, because Roland's there, and Roland starts kicking dirt on the fire, which we know from an earlier minute that no, it smokes. <laughs> use water. Dirt makes smoke billow. So. No, it's, yeah, it's the opposite. Mm. It's, well, water may smoke billow. Dirt. Oh, is, use dirt. Okay. <laughs> Nearly at it. <laughs> but um, yeah, and that's that's yeah. sort of where I left off the script. But the sort of same thing. The Tyrannosaur doesn't come into the tent. It sort of just appears or comes into camp, and everyone sort of starts roaming and screaming, but. Again, it's just interesting how some things change and some things stay the same with that script. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, anything else on Minute 80 you want to talk about before we get heavy for the week? No, I think we covered that pretty well. All right, too easy. Next week we'll, uh, as we said, we'll start the running and the screaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get the hell out of here. Contact details are on the website, thelostworldminute.com. Email feedback to the Lost World Minutes at gmail.com, Facebook, The Lost World Minutes, Twitter at The Lost World Minutes, and Instagram, The Lost World Minutes. Easy to remember. Yeah, yep, very easy to remember. Right. <laughs> uh, David, thank you for joining me for this recording. And uh, we'll be back. I've been Brad. I'm Dave. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Goodbye. Talk to you later. Bye. It is absolutely imperative that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Biological Preserves to establish a set of rules for the preservation and isolation of that island. These creatures require our absence to survive, not our help. And if we could only step aside and trust in nature, life. <laughs>